Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey church, Richard here from Lifehouse in Hong Kong, and I'm excited to be continuing our series on Closer to Eternity, talking about big topics today. So uh, why don't we pray, because I'm going to need it if I'm to communicate to you guys about the afterlife, okay? These are big, difficult topics to understand and hard to communicate. So pray for me, and I also pray that God will speak to us. So let's do that. Lord, we thank you for this time together as a church, and I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that you would fill us with hope for eternity, that we'd be encouraged by today's message, but encouraged by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this topic... Uh, the, 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 the message title I've called today is Hope for Eternity. And I hope that this will be a message of hope, that you're going to be encouraged by today's message. And big picture, I'm really talking about suffering on earth and how there is hope for us in eternity. Because sometimes we have a look around us and we see pain, we see hurt, we see suffering in a world that is very unfair. And sometimes we have these bigger questions like, God, why? Why does that happen? Why do you allow that to happen? And some of these questions we can really wrestle with and they're important questions, but we have a great answer uh, in our hope for eternity. And I'm going to be sharing about that today. So I, I believe you're going to be encouraged by this message. Uh, when, we, when we come to understanding eternity, we do need to also understand that our brains, uh, there's only so much that we can really understand about this topic of forever, right? We live only so long on earth, maybe 70, 80, 90, hopefully 100 plus years or, you know, walking on this earth. And then after that, we have an eternity, right? A hundred, a thousand, uh, a million, uh, 10 million, a hundred million, a billion years plus, billions of billions of years. How can a human brain understand eternity when we only live for a number of decades? here on earth. And I heard Pastor Rick Warren, the author of The Purpose Driven Life, he put it this way, and I think this is a really clever way to to, uh, understand this uh, concept of eternity. And he said, for a human being to understand eternity, it's like trying to explain to an ant how the internet works. Right? Imagine you've got a little ant and you're like, hey, so what there is, is there's all these computers and they're all connected by a global network. And the, the little ant is sitting there looking up at you going, what? Right? It's like, it's impossible. How can a human who only lives for a certain number of years, how can we understand eternal concepts? So these things are quite hard to understand. And and Jesus actually taught on eternity quite a fair bit. And in Luke 16, we're going to look at a parable that's a teaching story that Jesus told so that he could illustrate some eternal truths. Let's jump into the story here on Luke 16, verse 19. 
Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. So this is a guy who had all the nice clothes, all the nice things. He had the Lamborghini. He had the huge mansion. He had everything. He was a picture of success. He was a, a picture of privilege, of blessing. This guy had it all. But at his gate, lay a poor man named Lazarus, who was covered with sores. So this poor guy, Lazarus, not only was he, was he poor, but he was also sick, right? It's like, how unfair is that? We've got a, a healthy guy who has everything, who's successful, who everyone wants to be like him. And then we have this other guy who not only is he poor, he was born into some kind of poor situation or I don't know how he ended up that way, but he's also got this physical health problem as well. Man, we get this contrast of two completely different people and stories, and life is like this. Haven't you met people who have had a completely different upbringing than you have? Maybe they grew up in a great family. Maybe their parents had a great marriage and, and you grow up in, in, a, in a broken home or where you didn't have maybe one of your, your parents around or I don't know, maybe you've been through some health struggles and life is just not fair. It's, it really isn't. This life on, human life, right? This life on earth is very unfair and we see this contrast in this story and Jesus is purposely bringing out the contrast to show that, yeah, this life on earth is not fair. And so, so verse 21, as Lazarus lay there, he was longing for the scraps from the rich man's table and the dogs would come and lick his open sores. That's pretty gross, but it just kind of gives this picture of, oh, this poor man who couldn't really help himself and the dogs are licking his sores and, and he was starving. He was literally starving. He was so poor, he couldn't afford food. He wanted just the leftovers from the rich man's table. And, you know, I want to I want to really thank and encourage everyone who has helped, uh, helped us give towards our mission projects. Because in our church, um, we're not just serving ourselves, but we also have a heart for people who are in poverty, a heart for people who maybe can't afford food themselves. We support our, our amazing, beautiful kids in, in India uh, through Tejas Asia and our partnership with them, an incredible organization. We actually put food on these kids' table and also clothe them and give them medicine and we take care of these kids. And your giving, which could, could be honestly a small amount to us in our wealthy parts of the world, can be a huge impact to these kids in other parts of the world where they just don't have very much. And so I want to thank you for sowing into a Heart for the Missions, uh, Heart for Missions offering every year. And you can still, by the way, you could still give to these projects because, uh, you know, as we reach every, every extra 1 million yen equals another 50 kids that we can support uh, for a whole year on the bus. Uh, that goes out to those slum areas in New Delhi. So thank you so much for your generosity and your continued generosity and for giving to the poor. But that, that was Lazarus's life. He started off at the bottom and he kind of ends in the bottom, except there is one thing. Although this looks very unfair, Lazarus's name actually means 
whom God helps. You see, God saw the suffering of Lazarus and God has seen your suffering. God has seen any pain that you've been through. You were not by yourself in those moments, in your tears, in your pain, in your wondering, why is this happening to me? God was with you in those moments. He's seen your suffering. And we're gonna see that God has a plan for Lazarus, just like God has a good plan for you and me. Verse 22, finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. And the rich man also died and was buried. So here we go. The, both of these guys, their human life comes to an end. We don't know how old they were, 70, 80, 90, I don't know. But their human life comes to an end and Lazarus goes to heaven. Yeah, come on. He's taken by the angels. He was obviously a believer. And I, I can't help but think the kind of relief as Lazarus comes into the presence of Jesus and Jesus greets him at the gates of heaven and says, come on in. And he comes into the banquet and look, he even gets to sit next to Abraham, the father of our faith. Like he gets seated in a place of honor at this beautiful banquet, this place of heavenly joy, eternal joy for the rest of his life. All you can eat buffet. Come on. And in heaven, no one gains any weight. Come on. This is heaven. There's no bad consequences in heaven. So, you know, it's a complete opposite to go from suffering to just comfort and joy. Eternity is the ultimate equalizer. Eternity is where the pain from this earth is paid back in a way that we will never understand. We can never understand right now, just like that ant. We can't understand the goodness of God and how heaven can, can be a place of comfort and joy, even though we've experienced hard times here on earth. And Lazarus, he was, he was hungry and now he's at a banquet. And I know a little bit about banquets because I've been living in Hong Kong now for 12 years. And in the Chinese world, we do banquets pretty well, all right? We do banquets with hundreds of people. Uh, I remember that uh, I thought when we were planning our wedding, me and my wife, we, we had 250 people at our banquet and that was small by Hong Kong standards. People here go 300, 400. They're huge banquets. And uh, there's so much fun and there's always way too much food. There's always like leftovers left over. There's, Actually, there's a lot of food wasted, I'll be quite honest with you. But it's, you know, it's like a picture of heaven, all these happy people celebrating, enjoying each other. And Lazarus is there in this moment. His suffering has been finished forever. Never again will Lazarus suffer. For the rest of eternity, year after year after year after year, he sits there in the joy and the presence of God. It's a beautiful thing. You know, when, when, I, uh, when I was 11 years old, I went through a really hard time. My family had moved from New Zealand to Australia. And although the rest of the world kind of thinks Australia and New Zealand are basically the same country, they are different. We have different accents. And I had a really hard time uh, in my first year of high school 
in a brand new country, speaking in a New Zealand accent, not having any friends in a really big high school, uh, 120 kids in my grade. Uh, my previous school in New Zealand had four kids in my grade. And uh, so it was just a huge shock to my system. And I remember I just absolutely hated my first year of high school in Australia. I wanted to leave, uh, you know, that whole year. I wanted to go back to New Zealand, had no, had no friends. I'd come home from school. Kid, maybe kids have been bullying me because of the way I spoke. I remember coming home, mom, they made fun of my socks. They said I had girly socks, <laughs> you know, and it was just a terrible first year. But the thing was, it didn't last. By the second year, I'd made friends and I had uh, lost my New Zealand accent and I was becoming an Australian really in many ways. And sorry, New Zealanders out there, still love New Zealand, still got New Zealand in my heart. But I was really coming into the culture and for the next 10 years, I was in Australia up to the age of 22 when I moved to Japan and started, uh, became uh, a member of Lifehouse Church. For those 10 years, I had the best time in Australia. I loved my time growing up in Australia. And if you ask me, hey, what's your thoughts on Australia? Or how do you feel about living in Australia? I'll say, it's great. I love Australia. Awesome place to grow up. I'm so grateful that I was there in my teenage years. And, and I think heaven is a lot like, like this. I think understanding eternity is a lot like this. If we look at the suffering that we have, for a short time on this earth, and I know it can feel long, but really compared with eternity, it's nothing. If we can look at the whole picture of what God can do when we go to be with Him in heaven, this perfect place of comfort and joy, where our pain is paid back to us in joy, then we can get this heavenly perspective. And uh, suddenly our suffering on earth, it makes a whole lot more sense in the big picture of things. We've got to see things from the big perspective of life, that God is allowing some things to happen. Yes, but only for a certain period of time there is suffering. And hey, even in, even in that time, we can still believe for miracles and we have people getting healed. We have people getting breakthroughs. We have people having marriages restored. And that is on earth. But we're also believing that this eternity is going to be this ultimate equalizer where God makes all those unfair things. He, he sets them right. And so we've got, that's what's happening with Lazarus. But then we have the rich man and his experience as well. You see, he had worked so hard all of his life to be successful. He'd done everything in his own strength. He didn't need God, right? He's one of those people that say, I don't need God. I, I believe in me. You know, like I am God in my own world. I believe in my own strength, in my own uh, power to be successful. And I'm going to get myself out of my own problems. He was looking at himself. And so because he didn't need God, he went to a place without God. And Luke 16 verse 23 says that he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. We have a picture of the rich man now in hell. Yes, we believe in hell. Hell is a real place as Christians. We believe in hell. We may not talk a lot about hell here at Lifehouse Church, but we certainly believe that it exists. And clearly Lazarus 
had taken responsibility for his own sins and was being punished for his sins in a place of eternal torment. Hell is not a good place. And the absence of God is not a good place, a place where there is none of God's goodness. That is not a good place where you would want to go. And But the thing is, the reason why we don't talk about this all the time and why there's no need to talk about this all the time is because for as believers, we're not going there. We're not going to hell. Why would we talk about this uninspiring subject if it's no longer relevant to us? And uh, because John 3 verse 16, the most famous scripture in the world says, For God so loved the world, yes, that's every one of you, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's right. Whoever believes in Jesus will not perish in hell, but will have eternal life with Him in heaven. Yeah. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Heaven. Believers, we are going to heaven. That's why we're going to be talking about heaven. We're going to be talking about spending our time with Jesus and eternal rewards and how we can live our life in such a way as to have an impact on this world and then be rewarded by God in heaven for that. Hell is such an uninspiring topic. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's a real place. Yes, there are consequences for rejecting the forgiveness of Jesus. But we, we don't need to go to hell. And, uh, you know, imagine if I used hell as a, or imagine if I used, uh, let's put this in more simple terms. Let's say a bad place. No one wants to go to jail, right? <laughs> I, assume, I assume no one here wants to end up in jail, right? Imagine if I used that to motivate my kids and I said, hey, kids, you know, you better have a good attitude or you're going to go to jail someday, you know. You better do your homework. You might end up in jail, right? That's terrible parenting. That's, you don't motivate kids just through fear. That's not, that's not an inspiring way to motivate them. You motivate them through giving them a sense of purpose, through giving them a greater sense of calling and, and living a big life. We're not motivated by where we don't want to go. And so that's why we don't talk about hell a lot in church life. It's just an uninspiring subject. Yeah, we've got to understand it's real, but we're not going there. And I want to encourage you if, you, if you are not yet a believer, well, hey, you could believe right now. You'll be a believer right now. You could go to be with Jesus if you receive Him as your Lord and your Savior, which I'll give you an opportunity at the end of this message, you can be a believer. You can give your sin to Him. You can let Jesus pay for your sin so that you don't have to pay for it. That's the eternal hope that we have in Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Because the thing is that God, His heart is that all of us would be with Him in heaven. That's why, that's why Jesus talks so much about the kingdom of heaven. And in 1 Timothy 2, verse 3 to 4, it says, This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. God, Jesus doesn't want anyone to go to hell. 
That's not his heart. He's a loving, you know, our God is a loving heavenly father. He doesn't want to be separated from his kids. He wants to do life. He wants to do the rest of eternity hanging out together. That's what I love doing. I love hanging out with my kids. I want to be with my kids. God doesn't want to be separated from you. He wants everyone to experience the grace of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, so that we could experience eternal life in heaven, this heavenly all you can eat banquet with no calories. <laughs> and uh, recently I was praying with uh, my youngest, his name is Jake and uh, he's four years old. We were praying uh, as, as I was putting him to bed one night and uh, I, I prayed for our family and I prayed that God would keep our family safe and would bless our family, right? And he says to me, Dad, pray for more people. And I said, okay, that, cool. Who should I pray for, Jake? And he said, everyone in the world. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I prayed that God would uh, keep everyone in the world safe and that He would bless them. And I love that. Jake has a little bit of the heart of God there. The heart of God is that everyone would be saved, that all would go to heaven. God doesn't want anyone to end up in hell. That's just the consequence of, of rejecting God. And this rich man, he had done that. He had rejected God. He said, I don't need you. I'll do things on my own. And he ended up paying for his own sin. Whereas Lazarus was uh, received forgiveness for his sin. And so he ends up in heaven. And it says in verse 24, the rich man shouts and he's in hell and he shouts out. He sees up Father Abraham. He sees Abraham and Lazarus sitting there. Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. Hell is not a nice place to be. And now it's the rich man who wants some relief. He lived his whole life in comfort and now he's in a place of eternal pain and he wants some release from his suffering, some relief from his pain. But Abraham says to him in verse 25, son, remember that during your lifetime, you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he's here being comforted and you are in anguish. In verse, and the next verse says, and besides that, there's a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. And it really speaks to the, the finality, the final nature of eternity that, hey, while we're still alive and walking around on this earth, I have choices I can make. I can choose who I, whether I believe in Jesus or not. I can choose to receive the forgiveness of Jesus or not. I, I can make choices, but once once this life is over, once I'm in my eternal place, it's, it's, it's game over. There's no, it's, it's been set. The board has been, been set. I'm either there or I'm there. And I can't change it once I'm there. I can't go from here to here or here to there. That's set. Lazarus was in heaven and the rich man was in hell. Hey, our decisions today matter. And I want to encourage you, think about this. If you're, if you're not yet a believer, please think about this deeply. Pray about it. Look, search your own heart. Do you feel God calling you to eternal life with Him? Because this is important. You know, he heaven and hell is not just a place of good and bad. It wasn't like Lazarus was good and, and the rich man was bad. 
You see, one time in the Bible, a man comes up to Jesus and says, he says to Jesus, good teacher. And Jesus stops him. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Because no one is good except God. I think that's really interesting. Jesus said, no one is good. Heaven is not for the good people. There are no such, no such thing as good and bad people. There's just sinners. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. But Jesus offers his forgiveness to us sinners. Come on. If we can just receive this forgiveness, then we can be with him in heaven. It's that easy. It costs Jesus everything on the cross. But all we need to do is receive this gift. So don't take responsibility for your own sin. Jesus already paid for it. Receive His forgiveness because forgiveness is really the difference between heaven and hell. And uh, you may ask, what is heaven actually like? Like, what is this place like? And once again, I don't know. I'm just an ant. I, I wish I could explain to you more the wonders of heaven. But in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, we get a little secret. We get a hint as to what uh, eternity in heaven could be like. And it says, this is what the Scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has even imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Beyond anything you've seen in this world, beyond anything you've heard, beyond even the best of your own imagination, that's heaven. It's better than you could possibly imagine. So imagine the best food. Come on, for me, that's Cheesecake Factory. I don't know if you, if you know what Cheesecake Factory is. You Americans, you would know. You've created the most incredible dessert on earth, I am convinced. Cheesecake Factory, if there is one in your country and you haven't been, you need to go. It's my favorite restaurant. I love Cheesecake Factory. Anyway, heaven is even better than Cheesecake Factory, let me tell you. So whatever you can imagine, heaven is better. I remember in high school, just as I finish up here, uh, a friend of mine, he was not a believer, and we were talking about heaven and hell. And he said to me, you know what? I think I'd rather go to hell. Seems like fun, you know, just partying with the devil and doing all the fun things that, that God says we're not allowed to do. And, and he said, heaven just seems so boring. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Why is heaven boring? And he said, you know, you just sit around on a cloud all day. And he said, can't I even like take a book to read or like a magazine or something? Back then we didn't have iPhones. So, you know, maybe there was, I'm sure there's much more interesting things than a book but or a magazine. But, but like he was just saying, his picture of heaven was so boring, he didn't want to go there. And just before filming this message, I actually spoke to uh, one of the girls in our church and she was saying, yeah, I used to think heaven was so boring because everyone just wore white. <laughs> now, I don't know what people wear in heaven exactly, but I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm sure it's awesome. Don't worry, it won't be boring at all. Heaven is, an, heaven is better than the best thing that you can possibly imagine. It's better than that. So don't worry. That is our hope. Come on, when you go through seasons of suffering and we'll all face those eventually, heaven is our hope. Our hope is in the grace of Jesus, His forgiveness, giving us a free pass into heaven, the eternal banquet with Him. It's a beautiful thing. 
And I thank Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross so that he could guarantee our place in a beautiful eternity with him. It's wonderful. So right now, I wanna finish up by praying for you. And I'm just, I've just got one prayer for you here this week. So uh, would you pray this prayer with me if you wanna spend eternity with Jesus? And if, if you're not, if, if you haven't finalized that in your own heart, now's the chance to do it, to say, I wanna follow Jesus. I wanna receive His beautiful gift of forgiveness in my life. If that is you right now, would you say this prayer with me? And maybe you've said this prayer before and you wanna come back to Him, or maybe this is your first time. Either way, it's all good but let's make sure that our eternity is solidified with Jesus. So let's pray this prayer right now up on the screen. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. And church, I believe that heaven is rejoicing. It says that in the Bible, when one sinner turns and comes to Jesus, the whole of heaven is celebrating with a banquet. They're all partying because of your faith in Jesus. So congratulations, what a wonderful decision. And let's keep putting our hope in eternity with Jesus. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.